good morning, everyone, or wherever, whenever you're listening to this episode. Uh, welcome to episode three of the Banquet Hall podcast. I am blessed and lucky to be joined by Jada, the founder of Green Line Planner. Jada, how are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you. How are you? Fabulous as well. We're going to keep that fabulous energy going. Um, <laughs> what's the weather like out there? I know you're in Virginia now. So what's the weather like right now? It's a little bipolar, I will say. I shouldn't I shouldn't use that word. But it's it's just a little all over the place, honestly. Um, one day it's 70 degrees to 80 degrees, um, or then today it's 60 degrees. So um, it kind of just bounces back and forth. But today is a cold day, uh, so I'm staying inside. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold in San Diego, too. I woke up to go to the gym this morning, and my car said it was like 46 degrees, and that's it's not okay. <laughs> Yeah, see, my ankles were hurting this morning when I went to work. So the wind is definitely biting out here, but it's okay. Yeah, well, we're going to get into your move to Virginia in a bit. But first, uh, I kind of mentioned this on the first episode of the Banquet Hall, but one of the things that I really wanted to focus on this episode were people from the greatest city on earth. And you fit that category being from the one, the only Los Angeles, California. So uh, talk to us a little bit about like some of your upbringing and what does it mean to grow up in like the city of Los Angeles? Honestly, it was great. And moving to Virginia, which I know we're going to get into, but moving to a whole nother state, um, it really showed me the difference. And I really appreciated where I came from a lot more because I did have a lot of opportunities. Um, and I could see how I could make it from you know, living in the hood to making it to like one of those big houses in Calabasas or something. Mm. So I definitely could see the duality and how um, you can really make it from nothing. So uh, I believe that that is just one of the greatest things that I really do love about um, L.A. And I really grew up all over L.A. Um, between Long Beach to Culver City to the San Fernando Valley, being in Van Nuys. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure a lot of people know, you know, uh, <laughs> the whole little strip um, up and down and um, even in being in San Diego. So Southern California period is just gorgeous. Um, and I really think the culture all, all around is just like a one. <laughs> Definitely a one. And you brought up something I've talked to a lot of people about. It's like when you grow up in like the less affluent parts of Los Angeles for lack of a better term, but like I grew up near Jesse Owens park off of like century and Western. And it's mm-hmm. like growing up in the same city where if you could drive 30 minutes down a freeway, then you in these mansions in Bel Air, you in Beverly Hills and whatnot. I feel like there's a certain duality that brings, I don't know. I feel like it brings a hustler out of people from LA. Cause it's like, nah, like I'm trying to be up there. Like exactly. that's, that's where I need to be. <laughs> exactly. Yep. You said it right. Yeah, so definitely shout out to all the folks from L.A. And uh, kind of falling in line, you might see a theme in this episode between the first one, two Jadas, both from the city of Los Angeles, a rep in the city of L.A., uh, all went to UC San Diego. So let's talk a little bit about uh, how you made it from Los Angeles to UCSD. Like what made you choose UCSD? Was it always UCSD? What was that process like? So UCSD was actually not really a thought <laughs> um I just knew that I needed to apply to in-state schools just in case and so I applied to some UCs um in UC San Diego so happened to be on the list um now how we got there uh basically every state well every out-of-state school that I applied to the packages for scholarships just wasn't that good never um, are. <laughs> plus I was going to college with my best friend so we applied to all the same colleges and we really wanted to make sure that we went to college together 
Um, so we got we actually applied to Spelman, to Clark. Um, we applied to a couple of other out-of-state schools, but my dream school was Hampton out here in Virginia, just because I simply wanted to be closer to my grandparents. Mm. So that was always just a dream. And when I got in, I really, I cried and I, you know, it was a big dramatic thing, but I chose UC San Diego because um, the scholarship package was good, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two, I just felt like it was the perfect distance from LA. So I could always drive back home. Um, and feel like okay, two hours is not really anything. It's not that bad. Yeah. Push if you know if you're not just trying to get up and go to LA. So, um, I definitely felt like it was a really good distance, and I thought that it was kind of like okay, you want to move, but let's let's take the baby steps. Yeah, like, like try it know? out real quick. Exactly. Um, and so my grandmother took me to visit UC San Diego, and I loved all the sculptures. I loved all the art pieces and the installations that they had just scattered around campus. And I just thought it was really a gorgeous campus. So I was like, you know what? I think <laughs> I think this is the one for me. And also shout out because on the first day when we did the tour, um, I want to say it was in Asia, but black, so like a group of black girls, um, they were like, black, black, black. Just like started <laughs> waving. And my best friend and I were like, yep, that's a sign. <laughs> we need to come here. So I definitely loved the black community on our campus. Yeah, that's awesome. I think. I feel like that's when you really feel like you're ingrained in a black community at UC San Diego. Once you start seeing just black people wherever on campus, like, hey, y'all, come here, come here. <laughs> right. You've been to the BRC, you've been to BSU, like, what's well, good? Like, I think building community that way is always dope. So that's awesome. Um, I'm not sure, is Hampton somewhere in your future? Like, could you see yourself going to like a grad program at Hampton or anything like that? Possibly, yes. Now that I am out here, I actually would like to look into that. Um, so and I have uh, so that is definitely kind of in the works okay we got a little future Hampton experience in your in your cards uh, let's talk a little bit more about your undergrad experience though so what did you major in what were some things you're involved with like let's talk a little bit more about that so I went in thinking I was going to be pre-med <laughs> that quickly changed after my first chemistry class I said uh-uh this is not for me um, so then I bounced around a couple times. I tried to become an engineering major. I tried to, uh, well, I was a real estate and development major for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I landed on international business because I took an accounting class and I absolutely loved it. And I was like, okay, I want to do this as my major, but we didn't have that as a major there. Right. So I'm like, okay, I had to take something else. And by this time I'm already like pushing it on changing my major. So I'm like, okay, I got to pick something I have classes in already. Um, so international business uh, fit a lot of the classes I already took, and it also allowed me to pair up really well with the accounting minor. So I just figured, let's go this route. I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, and um, I knew that that was going to definitely be an interest of mine. Um, and I'm so, 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 so glad that I took that <laughs> um, that route because, man, it is helping me out with um, business. And, you know, hence why I'm on the podcast today. So. <laughs> Hey, that's big facts. Where do you think that you got your entrepreneurial spirit from? Like, was that something like you was just young? Like, I'm about to start my own lemonade stand. Like, where did that start? I don't know, honestly. Well, I can say that my grandmother, she's always been a hustler for real. Okay. Um, she's an antique dealer. So she goes around to garage sales, um, different auctions, and she dumpster dives sometimes and finds beautiful pieces of art um, and flips it for like 5K. So I've seen her really just like, you know, provide for herself um, every single year after year after year and still even till this day in her 60s. So I definitely feel like that is part of it. Um, 
but I just always dreamt of no, nah, but I want to be the owner of it though. Like I just kind of <laughs> always had that mentality when I thought about things. Like even going to med track, I wanted to be an OBGYN, but I wanted to have my own practice. I wanted to open up my own something. Like so it was definitely in me from the jump. Yeah. That's awesome. And obviously, like you kind of get to see some of the fruits of your labor because now you're the founder of Green Line Planner. So why don't you give us like a really quick overview of Green Line Planner before we dive too in? Yeah. So Green Line Planner, aka get your green in line, because it's all about financial literacy um, and really helping the young adults in our community um, just really get that financial knowledge that we weren't afforded uh, in, in our childhood. You know, most times our parents are really scared to talk about money with us um, because one, they don't know how to manage it and they rarely know what it is and how to how to actually make it work for them. So um, it's really a hard conversation that's not really brought up. So that was really the uh, inspiration for it. But I will say that I help young professionals um, budget and learn how to balance their finances into where they can live an easy life without stress with uh, finances because that is the number one stress in America is money and so if I can put y'all on to game <laughs> early then you will save yourself a lot of mistakes a lot of um, stress a lot of heartache and pain I promise and so thinking about like the inception of Green Lion Planner was it always just focused on financial literacy or what made you want to get into like budgeting and finance specifically well, it was honestly the way that I grew up and how bad it was um, financially and seeing how money broke up relationships and really just caused a lot of arguments. And and I knew that it was very powerful in the negative sense. And so I could see, OK, if it's powerful that way, it has to be powerful the other way, too, um, because, I mean, you know, coming from L.A., the duality of things, obviously, right. I'm like, OK, why are we struggling? But then some people just got it like, what is this? So I'm like, I have to be on the other side. Um, so I basically made it a vow to myself really, really, really young. I said, look, it starts here. I need to get good grades. I need to get a good job, go to college, you know, so I can provide for my kids and have better. Um, but that also meant I needed to learn how to save and learn how to mm -hmm. actually spend my money wisely. Because at the same time, I noticed that it wasn't about how much money we had because we weren't really ever without money coming in. It was more or less about how it was being spent, how it was mm -hmm. being utilized and so it was it was a lot of, yeah, mistakes, <laughs> should I say, because of a limiting because limiting beliefs and not knowing how to do things. And also just, you know, like. I don't, I don't even want to get into that, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we know how parents can be sometimes, but it's it's yeah, it's all good, all good now um, that I actually decided to, you know, go full in with research and um, reading books that helped a lot. Mm. Listening to other people on podcasts, YouTube videos. Um, so really young, I started working at 14 and I said, you know what, I'm making money. I need to learn how to manage it. I need to learn how to get it because I have to pay for my own prom. I have to pay for my own, you know, uh, moving stuff for college. So I needed to learn how to budget my money and save well um, just so I could actually provide for myself. And uh, yeah, I started young. And once I got to college, I started doing um, uh, workshops with the Black mm -hmm. Resource Center because I was an intern there. And that's basically where it all started. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, those workshops are obviously effective because I mean, I think I'm pretty sure I knew about the workshops before I knew who you were. I was like, oh, like they're doing some budgeting <laughs> stuff, some finance stuff. Cause I would talk to Chuck and be like, oh, yeah, like one of the interns, Jada, she's helping me with the finance stuff. I'm like, for real? Like, oh, you got to, <laughs> I got good interns. Like they, they helping out with that. 
Um, Our cohort was the best. Just got to say that. <laughs> I don't know if I can give you all that. I don't know if we could just say that on podcast. Like the yes, best. Yes. And and I'll say COVID cut us short because, oh, my goodness, if we would have had the full year in person. Mm, mm, that's all I have to say. I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm going to say I disagree that y'all okay. were the best. I can think of at least one cohort better. Um, <laughs> Might have been my cohort. I mean, they, me, 1K, like we, we held we held down to BRC. So I, I don't know if I give y'all the best. And then I like I got a soft spot in my heart for this interns I've been working with since I've been working at the BRC. So I can't let you say okay. that y'all the, y'all the best. Okay. Okay. And wait, weren't y'all the cohort that was um there when I first was a freshman? I want to say. Nah, nah, I'm older than you by a little more than that. Because when did you get to UCSD? 17. 17. I was an intern 15, 16. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually makes sense. That makes yeah. Sense. I just so, read a lot about y'all, y'all's Because Because we're the best, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, y'all definitely, y'all definitely paved the way for some things, so thanks hey, but, but that's what it's all about we all paving the way for each other because without y'all we wouldn't have these amazing things i mean this is episode three of a podcast and two of the people i've recorded were in your intern cohort so True. that could say something i mean i think y'all all like i think that's the beauty in being a part of community in a higher education setting because you see people's growth over time you see people develop into who they want to be I like because talking to y'all when y'all are students about what y'all want to do and what y'all are excited about and seeing where y'all are at now and just how far y'all can go because I mean we're all still in our 20s like really making the thing happen like that's something to be proud of thank you yes yeah of course (laughs) um I had to sidetrack that best intern cohort you're gonna lose us some listeners maybe with uh talking about best interns I might have to cut that (laughs) segment out no I'm just kidding (laughs) But um, let's get into just kind of the the day-to-day of Greenline Plan or kind of some of these sessions that you have when you're working with people on budgeting and finance. Like, what is it that you get the most joy out of when you're working with someone? Like, what's that moment that kind of makes you feel like, oh, like, this is why I do this? It's honestly, like, after the first session. And I'll say because a lot of the clients, you know, if you've been struggling with money for a while now, um, you're a little anxious to invest mm-hmm. your money into something like that. We're not really used to investing in things other than college or cars, or, you know, those big things that you we talk about on a day-to-day basis, but no one really talks about having a budget coach. So um, people are anxious and, and I get that. And so then after our first conversation, our first meeting, um, we meet for 60 minutes a month. And um, outside of that time, they have access to text me and really ask me questions if they're at the register and they're trying to, you know, make a purchase and they feel anxious. They're like, Jada, talk me out of it or, you know, what should I do? Um, I can definitely help them and I'm right there for them. Um, But in those 60 minutes, we cover a lot of things. Um, I ask them deep questions. I put a lot of their numbers in front of their face. And that's the main thing that like trips them up. Yeah, hold that mirror up. Yeah, they're like, I have all this money left over. That's the main thing that I hear. Because yes, after all your unnecessary spending, you have so much money that you can then have control over. Um, So watching them transform from being like helpless in the mindset type of thing um, to more of like a confident spender and getting excited about Mm. their paychecks more because they're like, okay, I have all this money left over after I pay my bills. And I get to decide what I want to do with it. And I tell them the first place that they should look is towards their goals. 
Like, mm-hmm. what do you see in your future? Like, what lifestyle do you want to live? Are you spending and putting money towards those things every single time that you're handing and making a transaction, handing money out? Um, and so then they start thinking about, they're like, you know what? Are my transactions serving me? And then they just start like things just start clicking in their head. And I just absolutely love it. And then they come to me and they're like, oh, yeah, like I was doing this. And then I heard your voice in my head. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love that. It's working. So it works. Yes. And I always coach my clients to the point where they don't need me afterwards. Like this is a one time mm. investment. That's what I want. I don't want you to be dependent on me. I'm not trying to give you a fish. I'm trying to teach you how to fish. I want you to know how to make this a thing that you can maintain for the rest of your life because this financial knowledge is going to help you for the rest of your life. Like if you sit there and learn how to ride a bike today, you're always going to know how to ride a bike. You might be a little rusty if you get on mm-hmm. after 10 years, but you always know how to ride that bike. And that's the that's the thing. Like with this coaching, it's laying the track for you. So no matter how far off track you can get with your finances, you know where the track is, you know where home is, and you know exactly how to get back on track because you know where it is. Right. Um, So I really, I basically just uncover the veil. Like a lot of the people that come to me, they've been telling themselves lies. They have different beliefs about money that are just simply not true and are holding them back from having a healthy relationship with their finances. And so once I talk to them and I'm like breaking it down, like no money is simply a tool that you get to use to do what you want to do with your life. Um, Then that's when they really start taking agency over their life and like wanting to become the best them that they can be because they see how they can invest in that. Um, And then, yeah, it's, it's truly a beautiful process. Yeah, it truly is. And I can tell that you're really passionate about it. Cause even that whole time you was cooking, like you were smiling, like you just going off the dome, like you're really into this. And I think that, it's important for people to be able to see that because I know that there's plenty of people in finance who don't give a damn about people. There's plenty of people who just in there like asking you for $1,500 for a consultant. uh, And then they just giving you some BS and they want you to keep paying a month after month. But I could tell that you're really passionate about the work that you do. So that's really dope. Thank you. Yeah. They are all like my best friends after this. You get so <laughs> deep. Like I got to know everything about you. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it is it is like your whole life is written out in your finances and your transactions. And so basically I have to know every single thing that you do, <laughs> what you have going on. Um, and, and it's that trust that also like really builds that bond. Like it's a tr- thank you for trusting me to guide you along this process. So, yeah. Wow, that's that's awesome. We love our, we love a good empathetic business leader. Um, so not to put you on the spot, but let me ask you this. There's plenty of people that I can go to to get budgeting help, to get financial consultancy. Why should I go to Greenline Planner? Because Greenline Planner, it we coach over here. I say we because it's a whole <laughs> slew of experts that have contributed to what I have going on. Um, but over here, we basically really drive home that it's about you we make it centered around what you want um and it's very unique to your lifestyle even down to the applications that you use um maybe somebody likes spreadsheets and maybe spreadsheets are very overwhelming to some people so I switch up different things because I want it to be tailored to you specifically so that you can maintain it and that is what um the difference is mainly yeah awesome see you had it right ready to go so awesome (laughs) (laughs) now let's transition a little bit so i know not too long after you graduated from college you moved well across the country uh to a place uh, well away from la a lot different from los angeles so talk to me about what that's like kind of like your first big adult move to virginia that was so stressful i'm not even gonna lie to y'all like (laughs) 
Listen, I dropped down in weight because of how stressed out I was making this move. It was really scary. I'm not going to lie. Um, California is all I know, in a sense. I mean, I did live out here for one year when I was in second grade and I fell in love with it, um, with the trees, with the changing of the seasons. Um, the big houses out here are really beautiful. They're like seven mm-hmm. houses and I just absolutely love it. Um, and I had like the glimpse of chi- like a real childhood, if that makes <laughs> sense. Um, I was able to, you know, like mow the lawn and ride my bike in the street. And and it was just like such a, uh, an amazing thing that I would want my kids to, to do. So that was the main reason why I pushed myself to move out here. Um, and also because my grandparents are here and I, you know, don't don't want to keep them from knowing me. And I want them mm. to have the privilege of knowing me in my adult life and me knowing them as well in my adult life. So I wanted to move closer to them because they're not going to be here forever. So <laughs> I want to explain, experience them um, while they are here. Um, and that was a big, big reason as well. But yes, so it cost me about $1,000 to ship all my stuff. But I will say Virginia was not my first place i mm-hmm. actually was supposed to be going to houston and it's on my instagram still i like made a post about it and i was super excited i did a solo va- like vacation trip to mm-hmm. houston um to go apartment hunting and you know the type a personality that i am i made a whole spreadsheet like i made a whole itinerary timeline to hit all these apartments and <laughs> like the most efficient way possible like i looked up directions and ordered them right yeah it was I, are I you organized organized <laughs> Yes. I said, if I'm going on this trip, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be organized. I know what I'm going to do. Um, So I just quickly realized that because I saved up. Okay. So what I I did, I'm going to tell y'all the financial hack that I tried to do that didn't work out. So (laughs) I tried to save up. Well, I did. I saved up like about $6,000 out of my um, financial aid refund. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just move to another state. AKA I wanted to go to Houston. Uh, Well, Texas, Houston. Uh, and I was going to prepay my rent for about six months for like five to six months. I was going to prepay my rent. They said, no, they were like, you need to have three times the rent. And I was like, an income. I'm like, but I, I promise like I can do it. Like, <laughs> like just like, trust me. Yes. Like, please, I'm giving you six months right here. Right. Right now. You can't take that. So I was just like, okay, I obviously cannot move to uh, to Houston at the moment. And so I moved in with my grandparents out here and it was really good. And now I'm in my uh, place with a roommate and I will soon be moving into my own spot, my first solo okay. apartment um, in February. So that is super duper exciting. So yeah. Adulting wow. is good out here. <laughs> sounds like hell. You adulting better than I'm adulting. Um, wow, that's really dope. Congratulations ahead of time Thank on you. moving into your first solo apartment. Uh, what excites you most about kind of this phase of young adulthood for you? I would say, honestly, just like rolling with life. Like literally, mm. I have been enjoying my life because I'm actually very content with what I have done and put into this world. Um, not to get all morbid or anything, but but like I always tell people because it's so true. Like if I were to pass tomorrow, I would be a O mm. to the K. Like okay. I feel like <laughs> I have done a lot. I feel like I've put in a lot and I feel like I've done everything that I've ever wanted to do. Even though mm. there's still things that I want to do in the future. I'm so okay with the fact that I went after everything that I wanted to do at up until this point. Um, and that's all I can actually ask out of myself um, and out of this lifetime. And so, I mean, I put in a lot of different things. I feel like I left the world better than when I came into it as. So I feel like 
you know, my life has already served its purpose because I'm continuing, continuously walking in my purpose every day. So if I, yeah, if I were to go, I'm good. <laughs> hey, you got me inspired over here. Shit. Um, yeah. That's beautiful though. I think that so often, I think especially in the social media age and because we have access to so much at one any given time, sometimes we lose sight of just how much we've been able to do because it's all about, oh, what are you doing now? What's in the now? But right. it's like when you really look back at that entire journey of things you've accomplished, because without even knowing much about like you growing up, like I know that the person that you dreamed you could become, you've already surpassed them. Like you probably made younger Jada so proud years ago, let alone today. Yes, yes. That's yeah. and that's no, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Cause yeah, being a young adult, like even just the ups and downs, like I know, like I'm excited, not even really excited about the downtimes, more or less like I'm peaceful and I don't worry when I'm in like a downtime because that only means that an up is coming. Um and I just had to realize that like life is hills and hills and valleys hills and valleys and so it's gonna go like this so if you're on a valley just know that the hill is coming next you can't go from valley to valley you're in the valley so <laughs> um you just just know that and yeah just uh, like appreciate the down times because really they make the good times what they are like we make wouldn't know good better. times as good times if we didn't have downtime so appreciate it yeah yeah like i said i'm already getting inspired over here i think that it's obvious that you're a good budget coach because you have that empathetic quality. You have that coaching quality to you. And I think that's somewhere else that that shows up is in podcasting. Uh, you're, <laughs> you, you have your podcast mic. That's one of the first thing I was like, Oh, you plugging in a mic, you're a professional. So I know that in doing my research for this interview, you had worked on a podcast. I think the last episode probably was like sometime last year, but you just told me that you're bringing back the podcast. So talk to us a little bit about like the thought behind the podcast, uh, what it was and where you wanted to go. Yeah. So honestly, where it was and where I wanted to go, is kind of on the same spectrum. Um, it's really just uncovering my life and being able to be vulnerable with the things that I've been experiencing um, to really just help other people in my same shoes so sharing my experiences as being a, an independent young black woman in America um, really just navigating adulting life love um, so just all of those different things and kind of just giving tips and tricks on how I make my life easier and how I make my adult life a little bit easier to manage um, and I really just wanted to use it as an outlet for myself. I really do like talking. <laughs> I like, po I like podcasting. I like listening to podcasts. So it's really just honestly, not even about the numbers at this point. It's, a, it's about being able to express myself. Uh, I usually like to journal and I think journaling is great. Um, I'm doing it because I want to one day give them to my daughter. And so she can mm. learn that one, I'm not perfect. Um, and two, like, this is what I was going through when you were this age. Uh, so I think that it's another form of documenting my life. And I think that podcasting would be a great, great, great way to do that. Um, it doesn't take as much time and my hands don't cramp <laughs> when I'm <laughs> journaling. I mean, I also don't have to, you know, house all the journals. So I think podcasting would be like a tremendous uh, switch from journaling to that as another outlet for me as well. It's very interesting. I wonder if there's like a journal to podcasting pipeline. Cause I mean, I don't know if you know, but I like have poetry books and now I'm in the podcast realm. And I feel like the people who knew younger me, they're surprised I do a podcast and the people that I know now they're like, Oh, you do podcasts. That's cool. And they're surprised I'm a poet. And it's like, yeah, like, I don't know. I just went from writing and now I'm just on the mic and I just love 
like you said, like podcasting is kind of like a time capsule of this moment. Like right. your future family is going to be able to look back at this episode and see like, dang, like mom came all the way up here from where she was already up on November 13th, 2022. Like it's a beautiful thing. It's for sure. Beautiful. What is the name of the podcast? So before it was called Boss It Up, but now it's called Adulting in Action. And um, Adulting in Action is just a very fitting name because <laughs> I want it. And it's also, it, it has space to grow because um, I'm always, you know, now going to be an adult. So <laughs> <laughs> um, Adulting in Action, you just get to see my life in action, play by play of, of like my emotions and how I'm feeling. And, you know, you get to go on the journey of life in love with me, especially also with my money. So I'm being very vulnerable on this podcast and I'm really excited to drop it. And it will be coming in January. Um, in case you were wondering so yes definitely definitely excited because I haven't recorded an episode in a year so I'm excited uh, that's awesome I can't wait to tap in so January 2023 adulting in action coming to the airwaves near you um, and while we're on the subject of podcasts uh, the fans have to know are we going to get you on episode of natural nonsense podcast too what of course <laughs> sure let's do it I'm open okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm here yes like any opportunities I would love to because I know my uh, audience would love that as well so hey say less we're we gonna get that in the works too I think that that's part of the reason why I wanted to do the banquet hall podcast was to just like show just how interconnected we all can be and that right. we all already are I feel like I was talking about this on episode two which hasn't aired yet but I just got so tired over the last few weeks of hearing about like Kanye West, hearing about Kyrie Irving. And it's like, I know people doing way cooler stuff <laughs> that need that need their voice out there. So I was like, let me let me hit up the homies and we gonna hop on a mic and we gonna talk about what they doing because you're so much cooler to me than Kanye West or Kyrie Irving. Like Jada Day is so much cooler to me than Kyrie yes. and Kanye. Like y'all are doing cooler stuff. Y'all have better opinions and people can Aww. trust y'all. So. Uh, just shout you. out to y'all we we giving flowers on this podcast um yes, i'm giving flowers today today because love that girl that's my business bestie right there love her love her we love the business besties maybe next time we have both of y'all on at the same time we could just have like business yeah, woman yeah. power hour i'm gonna i'm gonna write that i'm gonna write that one down write that down the, <laughs> that the like jada's the, great idea. <laughs> the, the, the jada's episode because honestly like her and i grew our businesses like basically at the same time so yeah and mm -hmm. I think I think that's why I had y'all too as some of the first guests because I just remember that moment in time like I wasn't working at the BRC at that time but it was like oh yeah our interns are doing this and all of a sudden like y'all just business people now y'all big and whatnot I'm like hey let me uh let me get the interview before they get too big to hop <laughs> on a podcast with your boy <laughs> oh stop thank you no yes shout out to the BRC like for real I, like honestly because that was where a lot of my start became like what it is um honestly like I, I took the job well I applied for the internship yeah. I would say because I wanted to get out of my shell I really had like a, a mm. fear of speaking and I, that was the first time I had ever introduced myself that much I mean oh my goodness there were so many times I had to stand up in front of a crowd and say hi my name is Jada Elo I'm a student success intern like I would just have to say that so often and it just got me so much more comfortable in my skin um, in my opinions because we're in a group setting having to share mm -hmm. opinions so it really just taught me a lot about standing up for myself about 
what it is that I like to do um, and knowing how to disagree with other people, knowing how mm. to respect other people that you disagree with and yes. just knowing how to respect people in general. So I, I just really, really shout out to BRC because they they gave me the push that I needed um, and the platform that I needed as well. Um, I'm telling you that one, that first money, what was it? What was it called? Money Smarts 101. Mm-hmm. And it had like those little dollar signs on the flyer. Oh my goodness. I, I printed out like a budget sheet and I made a presentation way more people than I thought came. Like I was not expecting that many people and they came out and I was helping everybody going around. It was a workshop and it was just beautiful and they loved it so much. And that's when COVID hit. And then I mm-hmm. said, you know what? Let me make a planner. I'm like, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. able to, to do this. I can't do it again. And I want to be in person with them. And I want them to be able to do something outside of the workshops. So I decided to build a planner. And that's how Greenline Planner started. But I kind of was thinking to myself, like, okay, I know how we are. <laughs> we'll buy something. We'll do something for, like, a month, maybe. Maybe a month if we're lucky. For hey, them. call them out. Like, call them out. <laughs> And then we'll put it down. And so I'm like, no, I need to I need to get in there. I need to actually start coaching and I want to meet with them one on one and I want to help them transform their mindset because it's really about your mindset, really. Um, So that's what inspired me to become a coach. And so that's in November because my business started July 2020. Okay. but then November 2020 is when um. I became a coach and I started coaching people one-on-one. And then ever since then, it's been, it's been a wild ride. And now I'm actually um, putting out those new planners. So sorry if you were about to get to that, but I was just super excited about the planners. Oh no. Hey, this is your podcast episode. Let's talk about it. So <laughs> one of the episodes or one of the questions I was going to ask is what's coming next for you. So it sounds like new planners are on the way. Want to talk a little bit about them? Yes. Um, I am expanding. Well, I'm really kind of trying to go further in my um, nine to five, kind of professional career. Um, so in addition to that, I wanted to really just kind of come out with a budget planner so that I could still help my clients, but um, just not have to give so much of my time. Mm. Um, so, you know, expanding as a business owner, you definitely have to think of ways that you can um, help your your clients because there's only one you. And yep. <laughs> so... <clears throat> So <laughs> dropping actually, if this is releasing on what you say, the 20th or something like that? 21st. Yeah. Okay. On the 21st, if you're hearing it today, y'all black Friday, the planners are dropping. So, and pre-order is actually available now, but the planners are called my money, my rules. And they're like super cool because they have my coaching in it. I actually have my techniques, my tips, my skills. And I put all of my, um, like my my resources inside one planner. Um, and I know it's pretty hard to see with the glare, but oh, oh, actually, wait. No, I can see it, yeah. Okay, you can kind of <laughs> see it. Yeah. Um, but it has everything in a centralized location. So it has a fixed expense calendar. It has goal setting. It has places for you to plan out your investments. You have um, top 10 tips, four full pages of my money philosophy. So it is like having data in your pocket. Um, and you can have a conversation with me through the planner. There's a money assessment to see your growth between the first um, time that you use it and the last paycheck. It's split up by paychecks. 
So no matter if you get paid monthly, bi-weekly, weekly, this is going to be able to fit your lifestyle. Um, so, and it will last you for three months if you're getting paid weekly. So it's a really, really, really great investment. And you don't have to think, it tells you what to do. If you don't know where to start, this is great for beginners. This is great for people who are a little bit more advanced because it really ranges. Um, it has that range and it has the space for you to put your life into it basically mm -hmm. um and it's just it's a really really cool planner like i use it for my budgeting um so i mean you know i would want i really want to show you all the inside of it too but i don't know for some reason there's this glare let's try it out let's see i'm going to show y'all paycheck number one because the the lines are so clear like if you don't like spreadsheets i promise like the um the clean lines okay will do it for you <laughs> so it's like paycheck number one um you have your savings first and then you get to um, plan out all your bills so you're supposed to be referencing your expense calendar to know which bills fall under that paycheck pay those bills first y'all get the hard part out the way we don't like spending money on bills we know that <laughs> get it out the way pay those first um and then you get to plan for your funds so you get to plan for your investments and then you get to really um you get to plan out how much you have left over so that you can plan okay. for your fun because planned fun is even more fun, y'all. Like, go figure. I'm trying to tell y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Um, and then that's where you get to plan out the rest of your fun. And we also have uh, self-reflective questions so that you can dive deeper into your relationship with money. Um, and it really uncovers a lot of the limiting beliefs that we have. And then you also have reminders with each paycheck as well and I'll read this one off just so you can kind of get a, a sense of what I'm talking about it says don't let money define who you are your financial state changes every day but you have to stay consistent with how you show up no matter what's in your bank account so just little reminders like that to keep our money mindset in check um, and it's actually just a super 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 cool tool y'all so Black Friday it will be dropping www.greenlineplanner.com a plus who's your pr person because you nailed that <laughs> i love it thank you thank you and i designed the planners too like y'all i do websites i do a lot of like digital stuff so um I've, i have done websites for other people too but this is really like my baby right here i've been working on this for six months now um i put a lot of time and energy and effort into it so I'm just super excited to drop them. The pre-orders are already out. We already got some orders in. So I'm just, I'm really excited for this launch, y'all. Let me go ahead and open the uh, website to pre-order once we done recording. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. I can't have you on a podcast and not support what we're talking about. Uh, sorry, I got that put up for later. Uh, but let's go back a little bit. You mentioned your website where people can pre-order. Uh, what about social media? Where can people find Greenline Planner on socials? Yes. So on Instagram, it's at green line planner and it's green, like the color green line, like a number line and planner, like a budget planner. Um, and it will, yeah, no spaces, no dots, no underscores. Um, and then I am on TikTok, and then that one has underscores. So it's green underscore line underscore planner. Um, and you can find me on there and follow your girl. Um, and that's really like the best way too, which is word of mouth, sharing my things on your stories, because um, this is so much bigger than me. It's so much bigger than you. Like financial literacy equals financial freedom equals free us um, and a lot more opportunities. Mm. So definitely pass this along because it is, yeah, it's way more important than you think. Beautiful.
now kind of wrapping things up here a few not necessarily rapid fire questions but a few quick questions to close us out the first one is i know as someone who is so empathetic and cares so much about people and you're coaching people on something with their finances, I know sometimes it, you can have like hardships you're dealing with or need to figure out how you're taking care of yourself while you're trying to help other people take care of themselves. So what? how do you navigate those times where you're feeling like down on yourself or losing that motivation to keep doing what you're doing? Um, Honestly, I journal. That is the biggest thing. And I also talk to my brother and my dad. Um, Those two are my rocks. I absolutely love them. Um, And my best friend. But those two really, really, really hear a lot of the (laughs) the rants (laughs) and the tears. Um, But I... I really try to to journal. Um, I like to take baths a lot. So I will journal, take baths, and honestly binge watch a show, y'all. It is a-okay to sit in your bed and binge watch an episode mm-hmm. of a show, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, yeah, show is I, your go-to for binge watching? Um, Anything HGTV. I love interior okay. design. Um, right now I'm watching the new season. Actually, I think I finished it. Anyways, the new season of AHS. The um yeah the the biker one not biker mm-hmm. that is not a biker anyways the leather and the leather person I don't know the name of that one but yeah it's 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 fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think I cut you off. You were about to say something else with regards to self care though when you're talking about journaling. Oh yes, and I take myself to brunch, y'all. Like mm, oh, we love a good brunch. Every Sunday, I didn't get to do it this Sunday, but it's okay. But every Sunday, I go to brunch. I take myself to this little cafe that I found. Um, and I go and I take my book and I read. And the people, they know me there. So it's actually a really, really fun time. I get a mimosa, so I get a little lit, you know. And then <laughs> I walk back to the car. I float back to the car, should I say. <laughs> and then I drive home, which, you know, you know, it's a safe, kind of. Uh, and, <laughs> and we're good. And then I get back home and I, you know, I enjoy myself and I enjoy my time. I sit on my balcony a lot and just really... Thank God. That is the main one is God. Um, I will say, yes, just really praising God, always in communication with him. He keeps me sane. <laughs> so. in, in case the feds are listening, what Jada meant to say was that she floats to the Uber and then <laughs> Uber. So that's what y'all heard. I don't know if there was something weird with the audio there when you had yeah, the first it mentioned was. it. Yeah. yeah it, but yeah. So. Glitched out a little bit. It the might Uber. be the mic or something. Yeah, the Uber. The Uber uh, right. <laughs> Hey, I'm just trying to protect you out here. Um, <laughs> good looks. <laughs> nah, it is all good. Uh, so you mentioned like some people in your family, but is there anybody else who inspires you to keep doing what you're doing? Uh, maybe even outside of family, you mentioned God, but is there like any people you look up to, any people who motivate you to do what you do? Yes, um, I have some people on Instagram that I've always just like looked up to. Um, one is Erin on demand. That girl love her work ethic. I've been following her story since she first started. So I love just seeing where she's gone. Um, she's well over a million dollars now. And I just like absolutely love her journey and her business. She is a business coach um, for branding. Um, so her story is just absolutely gorgeous. This other girl, her name is Ricky. Ricky Lee. I don't really know. I know it's like R-I-K-K-I or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is really good too. She's about branding and marketing. Um, and she's younger than me actually. And she's so just like on top of her things. And I just really like her aesthetic, her and Erin on I love their aesthetics. Um, and then there's also this one lady, um, she is actually overseas in the UK, I want to say, and, um, lay malade or something like that. 
Oh my goodness, I'm gonna have to get the ats for you. But um, Lay Malade, I, I I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your at name. Um, but I love her videos. She is pushing for a million. She has a couple rental properties. Um, she's just doing her thing as a young adult. So those are the women that I really look up to on the internet. Um, and in terms of like in person, I would say my grandmothers. I look up to them a lot. Um, one grandmother I look up to for her spiritual strength. And then my other grandmother, I look up to her for, um, just how she loves and she's such a giver. So I definitely look up to both of those women as well. Awesome. And then last question, just any words of advice that you have for, uh, anyone listening to this, but more specifically, what I would like to hear is like, if there's a young black girl listening to this podcast and they're trying to become their own businesswoman, what, what words of advice would you give for them? I would say go for it. Life is life. It's going to always happen. So don't wait for the right time. Um, The right time is now. If you have something, nurture it and treat it like a baby and stay consistent. Consistency is key. Like this was scary for me to jump into. I had to define myself as as a budget coach before anybody else defined me as a budget coach. And so having that confidence in yourself is something that you should also work on. Um, and just stay consistent. Like even when you feel like nobody's watching, nobody's listening, they are, Mm -hmm. and they will come out the woodworks one good day and say, thank you so much for your content. Please keep doing it. And that will push you even further into what you're doing. So definitely I say, just take the leap of faith, trust your gut. If it's something that you're passionate about, go after it. Don't rush it. Don't rush it. Um, take your time and I would say do it the right way and, and find mentors, please, because I invested a lot of money into a business coach um, and she helped me get to where I am now and have the mentality about business that I do have. Um, so, yeah, don't be afraid to invest in yourself in other ways other than college, because there's seminars, there's coaches, there's mentors, mm-hmm. and there's so many different memberships that you can be a part of. So just, yeah, look out there for the help that you want about any topic or any business that you want to start find a mentor, do it right, and have fun. It's a wonderful way to end the episode. Uh, Any last words or anything that we didn't cover that you want to make sure that folks hear from you? No, I just, I love everybody. I want to make sure that everyone understands that financial literacy is such a huge deal. It's way deeper than simply calculating numbers. Um, Really check in on your finances, check in on yourself, because it's like any other relationship that you have in your life. You need to spend time with your money in order to know it so that you can have it do what you want it to do. Um, So definitely, yeah, check in and dig a little deeper, you know, question why you want certain things, question why you have certain habits. Um, And if you need a little extra help, I do have the one-on-one coaching. I do do payment plans. So if you come to me and say, I don't know about that, but um, you know, we can do payment plans. So don't stress, don't stress. Um, And also don't forget Black Friday, the budget planners are coming out because this will help you so, so much if you actually don't have that investment to make at the time. So really, really great and free. You can spread my name because Jada is always known as the budget girl or the finance girl in college. (laughs) So let's keep that going. And yeah, just pass the word. Yeah, word of mouth is very important. I think that too often when people think that I think too often people think they can only support folks by buying something or spending money, but uh, just sharing posts, sharing this podcast, so people can learn more about Jada, uh, telling someone else to pre-order the planner. Like, I think that's really important when ever you encounter somebody like, man, I'm really struggling budgeting. Now y'all all know somebody who can help somebody with budgeting. <laughs> that part. And 
this can be a Christmas gift. Okay. So okay. if you want it to be a Christmas gift, I actually do have a put like a spot in the front where I make it out to somebody. So there's an option on the website to put the person that you're gifting the planner to, to put their name. Um, so yeah, that's really special too. Well, my family members, if y'all listen to this, y'all about to get some, <laughs> about, y'all about to get planner. some green line planners for Christmas. <laughs> And in the That's in the planner, I'm gonna put a QR code to this episode. Like, just make sure you listen to it so y'all can get to know that her. Part. Then, you, then you're gonna then you're gonna figure that it part. out. <laughs> and it's perfect for the new year too. People like to get their their money in order before the new year, so perfect. Yeah, and then the the new uh, podcast will be out in January too, so they'll have another way to support you. Yeah, it's perfect That's timing right. for all of this. I love it. Yes, it is. <laughs> love the rollout. And thank you so much for having me on here. Like, you are a blessing. Thank you so much, and for even holding this space you are like amazing for this. So I want to give you your flowers as well. I appreciate it. And it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, just to get to know you more as well, because I mean, we interacted on a high and by basis throughout, like when you was working at the BRC. So it's good to have like a dedicated hour just to chop it up and get to know you better. Um, just to reiterate, make sure y'all follow Green Line Planner on IG at Green Line Planner on TikTok at green underscore line underscore planner, correct? Yes. Got that right? <laughs> exactly. And then uh, go on to their website, greenlineplanner.com. Y'all can pre-order your planner like I'm about to do as soon as this episode is over. And yeah, Jada, just thank you once again for making the time. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your Sunday. And for our listeners, make sure y'all like, subscribe, share the episode, and uh, let Jada know that y'all out there supporting her. Y'all have a good one. Thanks. Bye, y'all. <laughs>